Welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. Uh, it's just Chris today, no Ben. Uh, Ben's had a little bit of time, a lot of time, um, over at uni. Uh, so he's just uh, getting that stuff done uh, for free. <laughs> he's doing um, his placement at the moment uh, for, I think, geography, of all things, as his uh, minor. But um, you've got me tonight, and I've heard a couple of bombshells already with the, uh, with the team announcements. So we'll go through them. Um, we're going to cover... Uh, all the teams, uh, we're going to cover some trade options. So if you do have any trade options that you would do want to cover, uh, let them know in the chat. Uh, I'll see what I can do and help you out that way. Um, and we're going to leave it there. We're probably going to aim for around 20 minutes. So we're just going to aim for the ins and outs, um, get right through them and, uh, and go from there. So I'll kick things straight off. Uh, we won't let you, uh, sit there wondering. Um, so let's get straight into the teams and let's have a look at the AFL lineups. Alrighty. Uh, so tomorrow night, as expected, uh, we've got uh, Ben Reed in for Mason Cox and Jamie Elliott has come back as well. So that was announced. Um, unfortunately, Varco omitted. So that's a bit of a strange one. I think it, he adds uh, quite a lot to their lineup, um, especially with their forward pressure. So um, interesting the tactic that they've gone with and it's, uh, it's not an injury. So really strange one there. Um, and on the port side of things, got in Carl Amon, who was out injured for a while. And of course, Robbie Gray out injured with that broken hand. So thank you very much for nothing, Robbie Gray. Um, tipping, I think uh, it's at, you know, at Marvel, which doesn't necessarily suit the Pies. It's going to be a close game. Um, I'd say Pies by under two goals, um, but not overly confident. I do think that Port are going to be a massive, massive test for the Pies this week. And if they bring their pressure game and their high intensity and their midfield work rate, I think it's going to be on for young and old. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that game tomorrow night. All right, over to the uh, the Melbourne and the Hawks side of things. We've got in Oscar McDonald um, and Josh Wagner. Out, of course, Jack Viney injured from that Sam Stack massive bump. Good on you, Sam Stacky. Um, and Sam Wiedemann, thank God he is omitted because he is absolutely useless. Um, so to me, what that says is they're going to probably swing back Tom McDonald forward. Um, let's have a look at where he's named on the uh, actual field. Um, we've got Tim Smith, who was obviously quite good last week. And no, they're still naming him at centre-half back. So we'll see what they do there. Uh, on the Hawks side of things, of course, Dylan Moore and Sean Burgoyne are in. So uh, welcome back, Sean Burgoyne. Um, and out, Scrimshaw. Wow, that is a, a really big omission. And James Cousins' suspension, of course, with that one weaker. Um, scrimshaw out hurts a lot, but I think he's probably questionable to go anyway at this point. So most people are just going to trade him. Is uh, is probably the outcome there. I thought that with um, them playing Melbourne this week and with Melbourne's woeful forward entries, that Scrimshaw would have had a big week. So I would have been on the side of um, of keeping him. Um, but now that's gone, Sicily becomes even more important than before. More intercept possessions. Uh, he, he's definitely going to be the one out there. So um, if you've got Sicily or if you're looking at getting a defender, I think it's really a way up. You need to go Sicily or Laird. Um, but I like Sicily for an immediate return. I think that this week he'll have a big week. So uh, that'll be really good. 
Um, over to the Giants and St Kilda. Uh, Phil Davis in, uh, which is good to see, and Isaac Cummings. So um, he's been killing it in the knee for uh, averaging somewhere between 25 and 30 disposals per week. Obviously, Lockie Whitfield out and Matt Buntine out, uh, omitted. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how what they do with Zach Williams and how he fits in. So does he go to a wing and Isaac coming into the back line or is Isaac coming going to be on a wing and Williams' role won't change? So it'll be interesting to see that. Whatever it is, I hope that that is good for Williams scoring because I do have Williams. Uh, on the Saints side of things, uh, we've got Joyce Marsh with his debut for Saints. Uh, so congratulations. I always thought he had talent, kid. Uh, Ron Marshall back in, which is impressive. And Hunter Clark in as well. And then the outside of things, we've got uh, Loney, Longer omitted. So that's a bit of a, a bit of a, a statement there. Uh, Jack Stephen, of course, um, and condolences to Stav. Um, nothing worse. Uh, looks like he's going to be out for quite a while. Um, and they probably realized that too. They probably maybe rushed him back a little bit early. Uh, it was his choice though. So uh, I just hope, wish him all the best and hope that it all works out in the end. Uh, and Nathan Brown, of course, omitted as well. So Joyce uh, opted over, or Joyce or Marsh to go. I'd say Joyce is probably more your lockdown. Um, so that's an interesting one. Nathan Brown omitted because they really, well, I, I, feel, I feel like they rate him. I'm not that, I don't think anybody does. Um, but uh, yeah, they're going with young blood, the Saints. So uh, good luck to them. Uh, tipping for the last two games. I'm going Hawks against Melbourne. I don't think that... Um, Melbourne can... I don't think this is the game you turn it around. Structurally, I think they're just going to get dominated. That's just my opinion. Um, and Giants, I think, will win in a bit of a landslide. I'm predicting probably six to eight goals over there. It's uh, uh, University of New South Wales. So Is that Canberra? Someone uh, let me know if that's the... If that's Canberra or... I think it must be. Uh, on to the Lions and Sydney at the Gabba. Um, so, a uh, good thing for the Lions. No change. Um, at Sydney, we've got Hayward in, Kieran Jack in, and Robbie Fox. And out is Robottom, Clark, omitted, uh, and Ben Ronk. All three omitted. So they are all out of form. Robottom just didn't really click at AFL level yet. Um, looks like he's got talent. So hopefully they give him another run later in the year. Uh, but Hayward, Jack, and Fox, experienced. Probably need to go with that. Who wins there? I think it depends. I honestly think that Lions have a better team right now than Sydney, but Sydney are the sort of team that if their midfield stands up and yeah, Heaney has a blinder, then all of a sudden they're a chance. Um, without Franklin, is, that, is Franklin in? Because he was a laid out. So let's have a look if they've named him. Uh, forward line, forward line, forward line, Tom McCartan. No, it doesn't look like they've named Lance Franklin. Um, so yeah, without Franklin, it really swings things, I think, in the way of Brisbane. So I'm predicting a, a Lions win there. Um, Jack Redden is in for the Eagles, which sucks for me because I was really hoping that Rotham got a, a gig this week with their defenders being fairly poor. And Jared Brander is out omitted. Uh, so well well done and well, welcome back to Jack Redden. Uh, and the Gold Coast side things, Aaron Young, Anthony Miles, and Will Powell in. So first game of the season for Aaron Young. Um, Jack Lacocious omitted, uh, probably good that he gets some confidence in the twos. He's barely seen the ball the last few weeks. Will Brody omitted, will he ever be an AFL player? And Pierce Hanley injured. Um, so those are the three there. I think it, it's an easy Eagles win, but Suns have proved that they're going to be more than competitive. So if they can clog it up and uh, have a low scoring game, they're a chance. So who knows? 
no change over at the Dogs. Uh, there, there was obviously the um, notice that Bontempelli said that he uh, could play a lot more forward this week, and I think that's going to be ha- that that will happen. So if you're looking at trading in Bont, I probably wouldn't do that. Um, I would definitely wait until a couple more weeks. And on the Richmond side of things, we've got Shy Bolton, Connor Menadieu, David um, in for uh, David Asprey, who's injured, and of course Jack Rewalt. So Bolter continues his spot. Um, and if you look here over on the uh, Bulldogs team, Bont is actually named at centre half forward. Um, so I think you can go into the game think with that. He's probably going to play at least fifty percent forward, maybe more. Um, and we always knew this was going to be the case because. Um, and I've said this, and if you listen to our podcast regularly, you'll know the Dogs have actually won the inside 50 count every single one of their games. The only one they didn't was against Collingwood, and they drew the inside 50 count. Yet, they've only won two games for the year, and one of those games was the game against the Hawks, where they just turned, flipped a switch and kicked eight goals in a quarter. So, a bit of a lucky win there. So, um, I do expect them to switch things up. Um, whether or not that means Dunkley gets a, another extended run in the midfield, he's named on the ball. Doesn't necessarily mean mean what much, but if you do have Dunkley, I would recommend holding. You need to at least ride out to the buyers, in my opinion, and then make a decision from there. Um, emergency, they've got Josh Shackey that's uh, on, uh, named as an emergency, so hopefully he can uh, get some form back and actually do something at the dogs. He's been fairly well underperforming, and they need a forward. They're crying out for it. Um, so see how we go. Um, I am tipping, uh, the, uh, obviously the Tigers in that one. I think that's going to be a bit of a landslide win for them. They're going to carry too much pressure, uh, for the dogs and they don't have enough firepower. So I think that, uh, the Richmond can kick a winning score and, uh, dogs will struggle over at Carlton North Melbourne. Pretty simple. Uh, we've got quite a lot of changes with so many injuries out of the blues lands. So I really feel sorry for them because I would have tipped them before they had all these outs and I think their ball movement's going to be really stifled. But let's go with the ins. So we've got, uh, and these are Sunday squads. So we do have confirmed outs and a lot of confirmed ins, but we will run through them. Will Setterfield comes back in. Angus Schumacher named. Jared Garlett named. Uh, Liam Stocker. Charlie Kurnow named. Uh, Andrew Phillips. Tom Williamson and Matthew Loeb. And out, of course, we've got Cade Simpson, Mitch McGovern, Nick Newman and Cruiser all injured. So from that, I think that uh, Phillips does come in. I think Loeb will be um, an extended bench, uh, sorry, extended bench and uh, emergency player. Um, it'll be interesting to see who they use off the half-back line because early in the season, they were using Jared Garlett. Uh, Liam Stocker has been playing half-back in the, uh, and might get a call-up first up. Uh, Angus Schumacher as well, uh, playing out of a back. And of course, Tom, Williams, Tom Williamson. So what combination they go with, I'm not sure. The two that I definitely think will be in will be Charlie Kernow. Uh, sorry, three, uh, Andrew Phillips and Setterfield. So I think there will be one other, and I'm not sure who that will be. Um, on the north side of things, in Sean Higgins, so that's good to see him back. Uh, we've got Marley Williams. We've got uh, Taylor Garner, Jai Simpkin, and Tom Campbell, with Aaron Hall omitted. God, wow. Um, so that'll be a straight swap. Um, Sean Higgins for Aaron Hall. And uh, yeah, what do you do there? Uh, I will tip North Melbourne in that one, uh, reluctantly. I think Carlton have been playing fantastic football, but those four injuries really impact them. And I, I'm not, if I was a Carlton supporter, I'd be gutted. Absolutely gutted. Anyway, uh, on to the next game. So we got the Cats and the, and the Dons Sunday Arvo, uh, Jordan Clark in, uh, which we already virtually had confirmed earlier in the week. Uh, Darcy Fort, Zach Guthrie, Brandon Parfit, 
and James Parsons come out of the squad. So I can see based on that that there might be two changes because uh, Charlie Constable is omitted, which is a massive out. Um, we might have to see what uh, Brad Scott says about that. Omitted and named, omitted on a Thursday for a Sunday game. That is strange. It's very strange. So we might um, might see what the press conference says about that. I think they will do something tomorrow. Um, Jordan Clark, he said that he's virtually going to be guaranteed in, but I can see Brandon Parfit playing as well. So maybe there is another change to go. It's just that that's why it sort of makes me question it. Um, keep or trade Charlie Constable? Probably keep. Is going to make a lot more cash. Um, if you can cover him on field this week, which I think most people will be able to do, especially with Setterfield back. On the Don side of things, uh, Arazio, uh, Sam Draper, Kyle Langford, Aaron Francis, Ben McNeese, and Josh Begley. And out is Mitch Brown and David Myers, who is considered managed. So I think Arazio comes back in, and probably Francis, maybe? I'd like that. Unless they want to give a debut to uh, to Draper and see how he goes, but Draper's a ruckman, not really a forward and not really a ruck forward. So I'm not sure if um, they really want to uh, try out that dual ruck that way, but see how we go. Um, we probably won't know until tomorrow afternoon with that one. Uh, obviously, tipping uh, Geelong uh, at the G, but uh, I do think that Geelong are just absolutely motoring along. going to be hard to beat this year. Um, and the last one, Adelaide Crows uh, versus Fremantle. So it doesn't look like there's any changes, but on the extended bench, we do have uh, Josh Jenkins, Bryce Gibbs, Chase Jones, and Darcy Fogarty. Let's see if those guys are named on field. So, no, no, they're not. So uh, not sure if Bryce Gibbs or Josh Jenkins will come into that side, but pretty confident that uh, at some stage Gibbs will be in. Um, and on the Fremantle side of things, we've got Brett Bewley, Brennan Cox, Sean Darcy, uh, and Taylor Dumont. Uh, again, there's no confirmation there that either of the, any of those will be playing. Uh, let's have a look. Are they all on the extension bench? Brett Bewley, Brennan Cox, Sean Darcy. Tell Yeah, they're all on the extended bench. So I don't think there's going to be any change to either of those games at all sides. All right, let's uh, head on back into... Uh, the chat and see what's going on here. Hi, guys. Um, so Nathan says, fuck, I needed Constable for just one more game. I think everyone did. It's going to really impact people because people like myself, I'm running three rooks this week. And next week, I was actually going to be trading to a two-rookie on-field situation and uh, and upgrading my midfield. I uh, was not planning on doing it this week. So may change things. We'll see how, see how we can go. Uh, Swiss, how you going, buddy? Um, see Scrimshaw? Yeah, catch you, catch you later, mate. Um, who do we cut? Scrimshaw, Constable, or both? Uh, Scrimshaw, every day of the week. If you can avoid dropping Constable, uh, I'd say keep him because he's better for on-field scoring and you might need him for longer. It does depend on how your field's set up, though. If you've got a really long or deep midfield and Sam Walsh is at M8, then you'd probably drop um, Constable. You know, he's worth more cash. Um, but you might need Scrimshaw on your field if that's the case. So he does vary, but... As a general rule of thumb, I'd be dropping Scrimshaw well before I dropped Constable. Um, Tom Williamson, 11. Constable or Scott to Hayes? Oh, that's a tough one now. Um, Hayes. Well, it depends on who you've got. Um, if you've got um, a someone on your bench who's going to come on field, is Hayes going to be playing on your field? So do you have, you know, Atkins, Scott, 
and Gibbo on the pine like I do. If you do, then I'd probably rather play Hayes on field. So then I can see the value in going Constable to Hayes then because you're no longer using Constable for your on-field scoring. He's got a donut this week. I can see the value in that. Um, however, again, he's still got a lot to make. So if you want to make cash and it makes it easier to go up to someone, then I can see the, the value in that trade. But probably don't do it unless, uh, and here's the key, so only do it if you're going to be using that cash this week. So if you're using the cash, because otherwise if you're going from Scott down, you're not making much money, you probably can't do much with it. But if you're going to be able to use that cash this week to upgrade it somewhere else in your field, then I can see the value in that because you're gaining points on field this week. Otherwise, you may as well hold him till next week. All right. Uh, Bing Carroll 12 says, thoughts on these trades? Joyce in for uh, Collins. Kelly in for Atkins. Uh, next week. Oh, wait. So next week, pending prices. Boke in for Libba. Corbett in for Parker. Um, I do like Corpa. Uh, so uh, Corbett, uh, I'm not sure Parker's going to make much more cash. He Parker's pretty much right now is on borrow time. If he get if he gets a sixty or above this week, I'll likely be keeping him for a couple more weeks. If he gets a forty or like a forty fifty or below, I'm probably going to cut him next week. So it will depend on what he scores this week as to how long he stays in teams. Um, and his his break evens, I think it's about twenty one to thirty, and that will go up if he has a poor game. So um, we'll see what happens there. I don't like Joyce at all. Um, as a super coach option, I know he had um, had a decent first game or a decent second game maybe. have to look, look at that properly, but um, he's just a really poor... He's a more of a lockdown defender. If he... If there was no... Here's the problem. You've got Jonathan Marsh coming in who's a rebounding defender. He That's what he does. He's got a lot of pace to burn. He intercepts well. He reads the play well. And you've got Callum Wilkie and then you've got Joyce. Those three together, the dynamic is... Joyce is locked down. Uh, Callum Wilk is the intercept defender and the rebounding defender is Jonathan Marsh. So I would not go Joyce based on that information. But, I mean, you know, I was hoping for Rotham and he's not showed up. You're probably after a defensive rookie. If you're after one, I would wait till Answorth next week because I think that kid is an absolute jet and he's going to be probably in most people's teams at this stage. Um, so yeah, that's the way I would go. Um, you probably do need Kelly in, though. Um, I don't think Boke's really going to be... At this stage, you're basically paying peak price for Boke. So, yes, whilst he's the number one forward, and he's I think he's in the top six players right now in Supercoach, um, I think you can probably wait until after his buy to get him. I don't think he's going to hurt anyone that badly. If you've got Tim Kelly over him, Tim Kelly, you know, take out his um, tagged game, and he's probably averaging around about that 110 mark. So 10 points per game over the next five games is 50 points. Is that really worth it for 140K? To me, it's not. I'd rather go Kelly instead of Boke. Um, and outside of Kelly, um, if you don't have Heaney, if you don't have Danger, um, then the next one that I'd be looking at is Caleb Daniel. So you're getting a pretty, pretty solid return out of that. And again, you're saving like 130, 140K. Uh, outs, okay. Uh, keep Atkins now with Constable out. Yeah, I mean, Atkins is weird because he's playing in a role that is foreign to him. He's getting games, which is great. But he's a midfielder. And when he goes into the midfield, he racks up touches. He gets tackles. It's just they're so deep through there that he's just not getting the game time he is. With Constable out, maybe he does get that. But I tell you what, Brian Myers has been really impressive as well. And you can't discount the fact that he might actually be the one that benefits from that too. 
So we'll see what happens there. I'll be interested to see what happens with Clark now that we've got Tui and Clark. It could go one or two ways. It could Clark could be in a team to loosen up Tui, or Tui could be in a team to loosen up Clark. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Now that Rotham's not named, probably keeping him for a week, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, all right. Constable becomes a handy loops option now in the mids. Um, yep, you could definitely loop someone, and, and I would definitely recommend trying to loop one of your midfielders, uh, your bench midfielders, on field this week. So I think that's the right way to go about it, um, and we can look at that later. Um, okay, hold. so Swiss says, hold Whitfield or worth trading to Laird and bring him back in three weeks. No, don't don't trade him. Trades are worth more than that. Um, only if, in AFL Fantasy, it's a good move. In, in uh, Supercoach, it's it's not. It's just a waste of trades. There's, there's not as many people... You know, because there was not a lot of people um, that went early with trades and corrective trades this year, people generally have a lot more trade at this time of the year than they usually would. So people are just waste, you know, throwing their trades away. Don't do it. <laughs> Keep your trades. You're going to need them towards the back end of the year when you don't think you're going to. That trade is fantastic in week 14 when, you have, when Whitfield gets an injury and you want to try and make up points over that time and you've got 10 trades and you've got a luxury to do it. In round seven, when you're just about to approach upgrade season, it's not a great idea. It's it, you Hold your trades for now. Back into the year, then you can make some sideways luxury trades. Uh, Luke22H says, uh, Taranto, Libba, or Crouch? Um, sorry, Taranto, Libba, or Crouch to Fife, or drop Scrim and Butters down to new rookies? Um, oof. Wow, that's a tough one. You've got too many mid-prices is the answer. Um, I probably... Look, is I'm assuming that you're, you're saying Brad Crouch. I probably hold Brad Crouch because I think he can make a bit more cash. If you really wanted to trade someone, it's got to be a coin flip out of Taranto or Libba. So why are you holding both? Taranto, to me, is not a top 10 player. Libba's not a top 10 at some stage, they're probably going to both be out of your team. Who's worth more is probably what, what it is. Um, so to me, I mean, if you can see them both averaging 110 for the year, then you keep them both. Right now, I think the one that's more likely to do that is probably Libba. He's got a higher ceiling. I'd trade Taranto. That's who I would do. Maybe something else to look at too is how it fits into your buy structure. So at this point of the year, Maybe have a look at who your um, premiums or those mid mid prices are relative to the rest of your team. Have a look at you know which weeks you've got too many, which weeks you don't have enough. Make a decision that way because that probably just puts your mind at ease. I don't think there's a necessarily a, a right or wrong answer because one way you either you could get hurt or or burned going one way, and you could make uh, a profit and get a lot of points on field the other. It's really going to be a coin flip thing, and you're not going to know. Hindsight's awesome, but you're not really going to know until the end of the year. But based on what I know about Supercoach, I'd be going Taranto over, keeping the other two at this stage. Um, Tatum SZN. Uh, so looking to get Josh Kelly in next week. I was too, in one of the uh, in for one of the following three: Oliver, Matt Crouch, or Cornelio. Which one would you trade out? Uh, none. I wouldn't trade any of those guys for Josh Kelly. Um, if I had to, and only because they play in the same team, I'd go Cornelio. But literally because um, if you don't do that, then you've Matt Crouch and, and Cornelio already have the same buy. And then you've got Josh Kelly coming in with the same buy. So it's just buy structure. 
If you're playing for league, that doesn't matter. But if you are playing for overall, it does matter. I would figure out another way to get Josh Kelly in. That's what I would personally do. I'm def- I was going to try to get him in next week. You know, Josh Rotham does put that in a little bit of jeopardy because my trade plans now have to be reversed. But we'll see how that goes. Um, or just hold, do not do the trade at all. Um, yeah, don't do that trade. But I, I do think that look at getting Josh Kelly in. Look who you can downgrade this week to get him in next week. So if you're going Kelly this week or you've got some sort of way, uh, to, to give you an example, my trade plans before um, teams were just announced was uh, Robbie Gray, who I had, unfortunately, and I've got about 90K in my bank. Um, so Robbie Gray to Tim Kelly. So that's pretty much a one trader with my 90K. Um, and then I was going to go uh, Jordan Clark down to Josh Rotham, which gives me enough cash that next week when I trade Butters down, I'll have enough to go up to uh, so up to um, Josh Kelly with a downgrade somewhere in my field. I needed about 180k at that point to uh, to get to Josh Kelly, which it is a lot of options. You could go Sam Collins, you could go Xavier Dersma, um, Constable, um, who else? Someone in your forward line or whatever it may be. So there's multiple ways. So look at this week as a chance potentially to make more cash to get Josh Kelly next week if you're looking at that option. Because I do think, first of all, getting him in this early is going to be really good as, as a point of difference. And this run of games he's on is so amazing. You also then have the advantage, I think a really crucial part of it is you could use him as a vice captain option over the next six weeks while he's unique and have a unique captain choice there. So yeah, definitely something to look at. I love the Josh Kelly option. Um, and it's, I think it's really, it could really be a game changer for guys that are trying to make up points um, like myself, even though I'm not that far behind. Um, Swiss says, VC McCray into Crips now with Constable as a loophole. Yeah, I mean, I had a loophole anyway. Um, I don't mind the McCray into Crips. I'm probably going to go Grundy. Um, if you look at his scores against Lyset last year, he had 141 in the grand final. And I think he had four or five frees against like he went big in the grand final last year against him. So I'm more partial to that. I think he also had a 99. In fact, let me just double check what his scores were um, against uh, West Coast last year. I'll just jump onto FootyWire quickly. Um, and again, just so everybody knows, if you're really looking for super coach stats or just general AFL stats, great website is footywire.com.au. It's absolutely amazing. I would recommend that to anyone that just wants to have a look at uh, unique stats, super coach, AFL fantasy, or disposals, or just general AFL stats. Uh, really, really good. All right, here we go. Brody Grundy. I might bring this up on the stream, make it a bit easier so people can have a look. Here we go. All right, super coach profile. Actually, now the easiest way to do it is to go games. Select year, last year. And what we're looking for here is games where he played against the Eagles. Uh, here we go. Oh, and for whatever reason, the um, you usually have the Supercoach points over here. Let's bring it up in Supercoach instead. Supercoach profile. Ah, that really doesn't not serve him any justice. Ah, there we go. Oh, so it's here, but it's not in last year. 
Hmm. Interesting. They've just removed the last year's Supercoach scores from Brody Grundy. But I can tell you it was about 141 in the grand final, which was the Eagles game there. Round 17, I believe, maybe was a 99. So he had 14 disposals, uh, four tackles, 30 hitouts, six clearances, one goal assist, four clangers, one rebound, 50, three fours, freeze four, and four fours, four fours again, four frees against. And so I think that was a 99, so that wasn't too high. And oh, the other one was the prelim final. Oh, no, maybe that one was it. 18 disposals, two marks, 48 hitouts, three tackles, one inside 50, five clearances, two clangers, one free four and no freeze against. Yeah, so he's he's had a good run. I think that he's, um, uh, his scoring power against Lysette is quite good. Um, I'm probably going to go that VC option into uh, Paddy Cripps because um, I still think against North, he's just going to destroy them. So uh, that is my opinion there. And we'll flick back over to the chat so we can keep going. Alrighty, um, Chris Butler. Hey, Chris. Um, sorry, a bit late joining. Are oh, you alright, buddy? Uh, man, Mister, but why Scrimshaw and Punceable out? Uh, why? Uh, they both were omitted, unfortunately, which is strange. Um, it just must be having a rest. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. It's a strange time of the year um, to be having a rest. So maybe matchup dependent. Um, I think the Constable one. I'm really. I'm, I'm going to wait for the Chris, uh, Chris Scott press conference. Because that's a little bit strange. Um, naming a Sunday omission on a Thursday team sheet is really strange. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Scrimshaw out for out for Laird or Kelly via loophole. Um, I suppose Tim Kelly. Ugh. I would go Tim Kelly. There's a few reasons why I would go Tim Kelly. But Laird, I think, will have a spike for the next six weeks. Whereas I think Kelly will be good a, a good top six midfielder. Uh, sorry, forward for the rest of the year. I think definitely Laird will still be top six defender. I don't think there's any any worry in that. But I do think he'll probably come back down in price just after the buys or, or around the buy time. Once Miller comes back, he'll take up more of those disposals in the back half. Um, and the reason why Laird is going so, had such a good week is that he actually got a lot of the ball for the first time this year, really. And that's because there's less, there's more reliance on him to get possessions and there's less options for the Adelaide defenders. So I would definitely be going um, Tim Kelly because of that. I don't, that change, I think, does impact him at some stage. Um, I also don't think you'll find Tim Kelly much cheaper than this throughout the year. Whereas I think, you know, Led's what, 520, he might go 550. You know, what's 30K? Whereas Tim Kelly could get up to high 500s. Um, he's uh, going that well. Um, all right, Shay, Shy Bolton in for Constable via... No, I, I don't like Shy Bolton as an option at all. I don't think he's got good job security or scoring power. I think he's a... Uh, not, and his price just doesn't say pick me. Um, I probably would avoid uh, Shy Bolton. I'd rather go Corbett next week. Um, so I think Corbett's got really good job security. I think they wanted to play Corbett from round one, but because he was injured in the uh, preseason... He didn't get a run at it, and that's when Chris Burgess came into consideration. So I would wait and go Corbett next week if you're looking for a forward-looking downgrade. Um, fan footy brings up opponents. It does. Um, Chris Butler, 130, oh, 132, 99, 125, 116 for Grundy versus West Coast. Okay, great. Yeah, so I mean, okay, lock him in. I'm pretty confident that he can have a decent score. Uh, uh, Friday night games, Grundy loves a good Friday night. Actually, I would love to have um, 
maybe this is something for uh, Frico or someone like that, calculating certain players' averages on Friday night and, uh, games, I think would be good. Like, you know, the, the highlight of the week. I think that would be a really good stat to be able to get to generate um, you know, potential scores for uh, loophole and VC options. Uh, Nathan says, uh, so with Constable out, I was banking on him making another 20K. So I'll keep my trade, trade plan going. But instead of taking Jay Kelly due to cash, I'll grab a forward or defender at about 550K left. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do agree. You could definitely go um, someone else, like a, either a Caleb Daniel. I think Caleb Daniel or Tim Kelly are your two forward options. And in defense, you've got Laird and Sicily, both of which are really good options this week. So you do have options for trade targets. Um, the midfield one really, you know, Constable out really does. It's a bit of a kick in the teeth, uh, but we'll see how we go. Now on that note, we're going to wrap it up um, and see you later. Uh, but thank you very much for joining us. And if you're on YouTube, um, that's fantastic. You can follow us at any time on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash SC Insider and Twitter at Twitter dot com forward slash sc underscore to insider underscore on twitch which is twitch.tv forward slash sc underscore insider and all major podcast podcast platforms and youtube follow us super coach insider that's me the c is Thanks, for guys. the courage i possess through the drama h is for the hurt but it's all for the honor a is for my attitude working through the patience money comes and goes so the m is for motivation gotta stay consistent the p is to persevere the i is for integrity innovative career the o is optimistic open and never shut and the n is necessary because i'm never giving up see they ask me how i did it i just did it from the heart crushing the competition been doing it from the start they say that every champion is all about his principles, carry